Democrats, your liberals don't like to hear facts. Take your talk. You are listening to the Purple House Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Lee and Allison Clinton Lee. Welcome back to the Purple House Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Come on in. I'm never growing this beard. I'm never... Growing it? I'm never cutting this beard. Ew, please don't turn into ZZ ever Top. again. I'm not cutting this beard until my people are treated fairly in this country. Shut up. What is your people? White conservative males. Oh. Until we are treated like everyone else in this country. I had... So like shit? I took your luxury SUV that we just purchased for you and sat in the car wash the other day to have it detailed. And I waited for 14 effing minutes. It's not fair. It has to stop. We have to start treating white conservatives, white conservative males better in this country. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, let's probe at your body and take away your rights and, you know, take away your wages. You have the same rights that I do. Not really. Do you have the same rights as a white conservative male? Congratulations. No, I don't. You're privileged. Oh, I'm privileged in the white, yes, white privilege. Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys for coming back and uh, and giving us another watch or listen, uh, depending however um, you're watching or listening to this. I want to get into travel sports. <sighs> this is a, a hot button topic around our house. We just started, we had our first tournament this weekend uh, as some of you may know our son Ryder. He's this twelve-year-old. Well, he plays baseball, basketball, football. He plays everything, but he's really into baseball, and we're really, as a family, invested into his baseball career. Oh if no, you will. I wouldn't say don't. We would have be invested in all of theirs, but he's the only one that chooses to participate. And, we and put be them in all of stuff. Yeah. We put them in things because there's a huge lesson to be learned in sports. But, yeah. But he's the one that is very, very serious about it. So Yeah, he's different. Practices every day. For him, it's not practice. It's like he just has fun throwing a tennis ball up against the wall and hitting the ball and, and playing baseball. He loves it. But then, like, Cannon yesterday did UIL. Mm-hmm. So he's an incredible writer. So we foster that. And, and Meadows is an amazing artist, um, as some of you may know, and she paints children's hospitals, and we foster her art. And Rainbow, um, we don't know yet. Right now, she's we're fostering her Pokemon addiction, yeah. which just started. Yeah. Which I, I'm not too... There's a future I don't love in that. that. No, there's not. I don't I, know. When I was a, a younger Chris, long, long ago, I was investing in baseball cards, and mm-hmm. I was certain... I was going to be a gajillionaire by the time I was an adult. And I've since lost most of them. And I'm not a gajillionaire. Mm-mm. But, um, so we had our first tournament this weekend, and I'm reminded quickly how expensive it is to be a travel baseball parent. Like, crazy expensive. And I started jotting some numbers down today, and these are not official or anything. And this is by all means not a slant on uh, the select baseball program that 
our son is on. It's a great program. It's led by a, a great man of God. He's running a business. He's also trying to help youth. He's trying to help young kids learn the game. And he's trying to get these kids to college. I get it. There's a lot of positive things behind what a lot of these travel teams are doing. But it's also a tremendous, tremendous business. And just to go over some of these numbers, this is ridiculous. When you look at it like monthly or by turn tournament, it doesn't seem that awful. It but does when you, to me. But when you put it on an, an annual basis, so I'm not going to say what we pay in in uh, travel team Wait, dues I, or anything. Can I pause? Yeah. If you're hearing a snoring, it's Winston. Yeah. But if you, if we don't let him in, he's going to be scratching at doors. But I just wanted you to know that, like, I didn't fall asleep on you. I'm not bored yeah. by your conversation. He does not like to be locked out of the room. That's very, very evident when it's sexy time. And Ew, uh, mommy and daddy want to be alone. Ew, uh, this dog will not stay outside the door. It's got to the point I just let him watch. Oh, gosh, Chris. TMI, TMI, scratch that. Go with your statistics. He approves. Okay, of go his with style. your statistics. Okay. Oh, my. So, so here we go. So, again, th- this is not specifically our program. This is kind of a range on as far as dues. And this is what you pay the ball club, the organization, um, on a monthly basis. And this is what it adds up to a year. So, Dues range from anywhere from the the lower end to two thousand dollars a year to upwards of seven thousand dollars annually. That's to be a part of this organization, to have your son or daughter play with this organization. I hear softball's just about as bad, um, but anywhere from two thousand to seven thousand dollars a year annually just for the dues, and that's for paying the. A lot of these coaches are salaried coaches. You know, it's not daddy ball where it's some kid's son or mom coaching the team it's actually salaried coaches so a lot of that is paying for the coaches a lot of it facilities too and paying for the facilities um our team has an indoor facility that's pretty cool some of these teams have these mammoth indoor facilities i mean it's it's crazy it reminds me of rocky four ivan drago training with all this (laughs) state-of-the-art equipment we still couldn't beat rocky Okay, so dues anywhere from $2,000 to $7,000 a year. Um, we're estimating in hotels, we spend about $2,700 a year. Uh, gate fees, and that's if you're not a coach or a player, um, and you're 12 and up, most of the time you get charged about 10 bucks mm-hmm. a person. So we spend roughly $600 to $800 a year just in gate fees. That's to get into a tournament. Now, this is based on us playing a tournament every other week for about eight months. Mm-hmm. So we have about four months, roughly, where we don't have tournaments. We don't have anything. We still have practice. We still have dues that we have to pay, but we don't have tournaments. There's a fall season and then a spring and a summer. But this doesn't even consider if you go to, like, a World Series tournament. Right, right. This is not taking— And there's fundraising that goes into this, but that's... Sure, sure. And this is not factoring in flights. A lot of these teams will fly all over the place. Um, as an example, we're flying to, we're not going to take the whole family because it's too expensive, but we're going to fly to um, Florida this year, just Ryder and I, and we're going to be staying in a hotel or an Airbnb for a week. So this isn't even factoring in that. So anyway, um, 
for food, we're guesstimating about $2,400 a year in food, and that's concession stand, that's going out to eat in a tournament town, that's picking up chicken nuggets in between games. And that, But that's also me you. packing like cheap. Like I bring basically a concession stand for like all the children on right. the team. So we try to plan well. Yeah. So fuel, uh, we're guesstimating about $800 a year is what we spend, and that's gas or diesel, driving uh, to these cities to play tournaments. Uniforms, I think we just have one time a year where we have to buy uniforms. Yeah. Is that right? So it's about 250 bucks. Uh, lessons, so a lot of these... A lot of these organizations will offer discounted rates for lessons. Um, some of them might even include lessons for free, personal lessons for the kids. Uh, but a lot of them will do a discounted lesson. So a discounted lesson, um, we're roughly saying about 40 bucks per lesson, one every week. That's four a month. That's four, that's 100, sorry, $160 a month. That's $1,280 a year. So that's, again, not counting a very expensive World Series trip, which all these um, big select organizations like to try to do. Um, that's not accounting airfare, any of that stuff. This is kind of bare bones for like a big-time select team. Uh, we're paying between $11,000 and $15,000 a year. 11000 and 16000 dollars a year that is insane for one child for one child to play select baseball that is insane that makes me angry to makes me, me angry um if you look at the average median income in texas for a family it's sixty-seven thousand dollars a year so that's roughly about 10 percent of a family's income goes to one child playing baseball that's one child we have friends that have multiple kids that do this we have friends in other sports that are more expensive, this is just travel baseball. It's crazy to me. I understand it's a it's a big business, and you want the best for your kid. And I think we're guilty as parents as wanting to provide things for our kids that we never could have dreamed of when we were kids. Select baseball was not in the cards for me. Um, I went on to have a pretty good high school career uh, despite that and would have gone to college to play had it not been for an injury. Why do we do this? Well, I don't think, like this angers me because baseball is a relatively, it's on the list of most expensive sports. This is at the bottom, ice hockey being most expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think swimming was at the bottom or track and field was the least expensive sport based on like, travel um and equipment and things like that and baseball was towards the bottom but this is a a sport that is you can play from very very little all the way as a career as an adult but we have made it so competitive as adults and they say the more expensive the sport the less the child likes it because really? it's the more there was a, a survey done in 2019. Um, because and we're putting pressure on the kids? Because of the pressure. Wow. So it's not fun anymore. We've taken the game away. And we've put our pressure upon that child. So at the end of the day, 
Ryder just wants to play freaking competitive ball. However, they've commercialized it so much and made it a business instead of just a sport um, and a game that you can't really competitively have your child go play baseball. You have, we- almost have to join a select team, which yeah. marginalizes those that are you know, disproportionate to others economically. And that's pathetic. Because if you can't even make your bills or provide food for your family, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to make a select team or be right. able to afford a select team. And that's terrible. Are we... And I've heard us say this. I've heard both of us say this to Ryder. And I think this is where the pressure comes from. Do you realize how much money we are spending on your baseball? Yeah. How do you think that makes him feel? Well, I don't think that that's necessarily, I don't think that's a bad thing because we ask because we want to say, are you sure you still want to play? Because you understand the sacrifice. My mom did that when I was a little girl because I did a lot of pageants and commercials. And while it was a sacrifice, I also. How's brag camp going? How's what? Brag camp. Well, I'm just giving an instance where I can relate. I used to do commercials and pageants. I was the most beautiful. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wasn't the most beautiful. I just like to perform. You're the most beautiful to me. Okay. Anyway. um, Thanks. But gross. Anyway. um, So she asked because it was a sacrifice upon our family. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you still want to do this? Because if you do, we're all in. But if you don't, it would sure alleviate a lot of pressure on everybody else. I and that was fair and when I decided in 6th grade I was done, she was we stopped. She was okay. So it was no pressure. We were just checking in to make sure. And I think that's how I feel with Ryder. And sometimes when he gets bitchy and cocky I'm like, "Dude, you understand the sacrifices like your siblings are making, yeah. we are all making. Like this is taxing and hard on all of us." It's not just driving to a baseball field. It's You sit out there for all this past weekend, it was an hour and 45 minutes away. and it was, So it's an event. So it's hiring someone to watch the dogs. It's booking hotels. It's, hey, kids, you know, siblings, I don't know what you had planned this weekend, but you're going to be watching your brother play baseball and, all, and all weekend. They get bored. Rainbow had 103 fever and laid out there in the wagon while we watched the game. Now, she was surrounded by a bunch of Scott and White nurses, so I felt like she was in a really good place. And we had, you know, she was fine, but I'm just saying like, it's, it is something sacrifice on all of us. I've heard other parents say this, and I would be curious if you view this the same way and I'll tell you my thoughts on it. But do you look at this as an investment towards getting this kid to college to play baseball? No, you don't. Because I know from having two brothers that played little league until high school you don't have to do it this expensive this is so this this makes me angry i feel like we're being this is we take advantage of however we can't find another way around it because this child wants to play baseball all freaking the time yeah so it's like so we want to support him absolutely yeah financially every any way that we can and we let he plays league because that's how much he wants to play that while he's not playing select ball he just wants to play it all the time but he gets reps during league and he wants to play competitive and select as well. But I hate that what, what we as parents have commercialized 
mm-hmm. children. It's gross. Yeah, for sure. And I, I hate, but we've become a part of the system. So we've become a part of the problem. To answer that question on the investment. Do you believe that? Aspect, a little bit, but I don't think directly. Like I don't see it. I, I know the percentages and the percentages, the real data is 9% of all high school kids will play college ball. And that's mm-hmm. not scholarship or anything. Only 1.3% of high school baseball players in America will either get a full or par- partial scholarship. Uh, you know, all the money is in football. Seriously? Wait, Seriously? 1%? 1.3% of all high school baseball players will either get a partial or full scholarship. Wow, to my brothers were somewhere. part of both of that. Way to go, boys. Way to go, Spark. Way to go, Kyle. But I, I think it's... Re- Brag camp again. You're no, I'm just... But I, that, I didn't know that. That's amazing. My brothers so were good enough to get a scholarship. They were. They were awesome. So, but what I'm saying... And then I think about those children that are, you know, um, on, in the more poverty level or, or not even poverty, but just that's not within their family's budget. That's why it's more important to... Keep contributing to, 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 to charities that do give out money and help fund so that people that can't maybe afford the um, equipment, like when you and Ryder went and just dropped off a big box of bats and stuff that he had outgrown, and you put him in like a, um, a lower poverty apartment and kid, for kids to just take and play with. I mean, it's a freaking game, and we're almost ruining it for them. Because everybody has to wear the most drippy shoes or these mm-hmm. stupid necklaces or everybody's wearing their, you know, baseball bags and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that doesn't make you a better player. Take all that crap off and play the damn no, game. But the reps do. The reps yes. do make you a better player. And, and good coaching makes you a better player. And I love league baseball. Like, yeah. I love r- watching Ryder play it. For one thing, he's amazing. You know, he's used to playing on these these triple a, uh, and that's a higher tier of select baseball. So he's kind of just another guy in, in that, um, format. But when you put him on a league team with, you know, I don't want to say lower budget players kids that are just starting up. A lot of them are yeah, just starting the kids out or... that don't play year round. He's like 16 strikeouts, no hitter home run here. He hits for the cycle here. So he's, he's really, really amazing. It's fun to watch and everything, but I don't want my, my fear is not necessarily I I'm investing towards his college. I understand the percentages are very, very small of getting a college scholarship to play baseball somewhere, but I don't want him to get left behind. And the Mm -hmm. realization is we are in competition. Our child is in competition with all the other 12 year olds around here. And he's going to be in high school in a, f- in a few years where, what level is he going to be playing at? Just drives me crazy what it's come to, you know? And then there's also those teams that it's you pay to play, like just so you can say your kid pay, play select. Yeah. It's and quite not, different. And well, they don't even want to. It's just the parents want their kids to play select ball. When I was a kid, you had little league. Yeah. And, if you're the best in a little league, you make the all-star team. And if, if your all-star team is good enough, they beat other all-star teams. And the dream is someday you could possibly go to Williamsport 
and play in the Little League World Series. This dog, this dog is. <laughs> please just go away, Winston. I love you, but he's eating. He finds Nerf bullets. Stuff. He's eating Nerf bullets he likes off the, the ground. Bullets off it. But mm-hmm. that was a dream as a kid. Is like, you go and you play little league with your friends, and maybe possibly one day you could go and play in the little league world series and be on TV. Now, it doesn't matter if your player is brand spanking new, if he's no good, if he has no interest in baseball whatsoever, but you want him to play on a select team. There's select teams. Yep. When I was a kid, there was like. One or two that I even knew of and our all-star teams would play them. But it, it that was the elite of the elite. Now, anyone can play select baseball. It's, are you willing to pay? Are you willing to pay yeah. these monthly dues? And what they do is a new player, they put them on their developmental team, which I, I hate to use quotations because it that's exactly that's what exactly it is. What it, they but they'll it. have like a single A, a double A, a triple A, a majors uh, team in their organization so your kid will fall probably on one of those lower tier teams and they develop, they get better, they get good coaching. Now, these coaches are great. These coaches, riders coaches are awesome. They go through all these different clinics. They're going to be able to um, train him and develop him much, much better than I could or any other dad coach of or mom coach or mom coach. So, they're getting the maximum amount of a maximum amount of reps that they possibly could. They're getting the best training that they possibly could. I'm not saying all this money is for nothing. There's definitely value in it, but just like anything else great in this country, a group of people find a way to make a tremendous amount of money off of something that we're passionate about and perfect game organization, probably the largest, um, tournament directors in the country. Uh, Perfect. You'll see them on TV. They're on ESPN now and everything. They have tournaments on there. Perfect Game is an $84 million a year company. Little League Baseball, which is Little League Baseball, Williamsport, World Series. They're on ESPN. They get all these sponsorship dollars is only $32 million a year. Really? Yes. That just that blows me away how this has become such a big business. And it kind of makes me sad because I just think there's such a division. Um, I just wonder how many kids when they get to high school and try out, do the majority of them that try out come from select baseball world, which is almost kind of what it is anymore. I think so. But I hate it because it is a sacrifice. It's like you almost have to like let one kid really get serious. And I don't want it to be like that. I think it depends on the kid too. But if you're a 12-year-old playing select baseball right now, the goal for the coaches and the goal for the parents is to get this kid in the best position possible to compete when he gets to high school. If he's a high school kid, part of a select organization, it's to get him ready for college and it's to – they have showcases where these college coaches will come and they'll see this travel select baseball team and these these players play and perform and and grade them on that scale. At the end of the day, a super talented athletic kid that doesn't play select baseball whatsoever, as long as he can throw 90 miles an hour or he has an exit velocity of 85 miles an hour, he's got a good shot 
of going and playing college ball somewhere without the travel select. It's those all those other kids that maybe don't have the raw talent but are being developed from age 8 all the way to 18. Those are the kids that are going to be benefiting off of this more than anything. But you know, part of the problem, and I've seen it multiple times, is money also talks. So if you're a parent that helps lead an organization, and maybe your kid is kind of a punk or whatever, maybe they don't want to get onto that child as much because you don't want to upset that parent. Like, I hate that there's still money involved because the greatest lesson I think in any sport is the life lessons you get out of it, the Mm -hmm. discipline that you get out of it, the respect that you get out of it, the appreciation that you get out of, of the game, the humility and you know, how to accept a loss or how to accept a victory um, with grace. But parents can kind of, numb some of that because maybe they have a little bit more clout because maybe they donate more to a facility. I just wish it was just plain and simple like it used to be. I hate that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's turning a game into a multi-million dollar industry and it's feeding off of our passions. You know, it's, we love dogs and there is a gazillion different businesses out there that, capitalize on our passion for dogs which one is barking at something right now probably the mailman or amazon person wind or the wind but you know with when espn became espn2 and and then fox and fox sports and you know all these different stations it just created this whole market they needed more things to broadcast and then you start looking at you know, little, you bring in little league, different things to broadcast. And it just, it just one thing fed to the next. And it just, it's crazy. And I hate it, but Ryder loves it so much. And I love baseball so much. But when you, you read, I watched an incredible documentary that Granger had recommended to me a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, by Ken Burns. Um, and it's about the history of baseball. And it's absolutely fascinating. And so when you look at the origin of it, it's just not even the same game anymore. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because it's a game. Right. It's become much, it's like much more music. sophisticated. We've made it a business. The athletes have gotten better. You know, people like to have this argument about could athletes of today or could athletes of the 70s compete with athletes of today? And, and I think there's some select athletes that probably could. Sure. But as a whole... You take the 1975 Pittsburgh Steelers and you put them up against the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs are going to blow them out of the water. But it's a different game. They play different styles too. It's a different game, but the athlete has changed tremendously. These athletes these days have been fine-tuned in every imaginable way possible. Athletes back then were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer at halftime. Exactly. It's different. So what would you... What would you say to a parent sitting at home right now that has a kid that's pretty good at league baseball, is showing a real interest, a real passion for playing? What would you say to that parent that is considering putting their son or daughter with a select program? First of all, I'd ask them to check their budget and their time. Right. Is it worth it? 
can they afford it? Can you afford it? And is is that child really going to want it? Like we have a, like Meadows guilty of like wanting something and likes it for four minutes, you know, but we just invested like that much money. That's a great question. Do you want this for them more than they want this for themselves? I remember when Meadows, this is so embarrassing, but whatever. When Meadows was like three or four, she played soccer for her first year. She was our first kid. And she like spent half the time like looking for sticks. And I would get so bad. I was like, what You're the- blowing I- your opportunity. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? But in reality, that's exactly what a little girl should be doing. She's playing with sticks and her friends. And, you know, but like I wasn't emotionally ready to be a sports parent because it was about, I was like, I had a dream of what I thought she was going to be. Mm-hmm. She's four. Like, Shame on me, but I didn't know. You know, I'd grown up around com- comp- or competitive sports my entire life. Um, but anyway, so when Ryder started playing baseball, I guess that was the your t ball. Mm-hmm. That was adorable. So we needed to take it less seriously, but that was a few years later. But I remember that first year with her soccer going, oh my gosh, we are not ready to be sports parents because we're making it about us. Right. We're going to ruin this year for this little girl. Yeah. She doesn't care. They we're, don't even know what the hell they're doing. We're looking at it through a, a set of glasses of, as an ex-baseball player, I cherished those moments. Not at the time, but looking back, I still have dreams about baseball. I still have dreams about high school baseball. And I would give anything to turn back the clock and play an inning. And so I have a different value for that experience that my 12-year-old son does. He's just living in the moment. He's not thinking about missing this one of these days. So it weighs on my heart, and it's a constant struggle Mm -hmm. internally for me to not just grab him and say, do you realize what you're, how much you're going to miss this one of these days? Make every moment count. Make every pitch. Make every swing count. I want to say these things to him, but I can't. It's not fair, and it's... I've watched a lot of parents ruin a great game for their kids because all of a sudden it's not about baseball. Isn't all about going and having fun and and playing a game with your friends. They start associating dad's angry for some reason. Mom's angry. They're complaining about money. We have to go on this long drive. Everybody's mad at me. The coach is yelling at me. So they, they start to associate the game with all these negative things. And before you know it, they get burnt out and then they want to go do something else. The basic, the, simp- the simplicity of baseball is just as perfect as it gets, in my opinion. And I think we have, are robbing our kids of it. When I hear mothers say that they wouldn't even look at their child if they strike out, which I have heard. Yeah. Parents say that they will talk to their children when the game's over that happen yeah the only thing you should be saying and this is coming from a passionate parent that's learning as i go Hmm. but i think the only thing that you should say to a kid after a game is i love you and did you have fun and i've been guilty of having those parking lot conversations before why did you do this why did you do that you should have done better at this and Again, that gets back to our kids associating negativity with a game. Well, and I don't, th- but I don't think it's wrong. I mean, because Ryder's such a perfectionist, he always asks, like, 
you know, what did I do? He, in his mind, he thinks he's perfect also. I think it's, it's the right thing to do in our opinion, my opinion is to be honest. Like, did you have fun? Right. Then that's all that matters because it is a game. Right. Um, but no, you weren't the best pitcher and that's okay. Cause that's one game. Like not everybody's great every day. That's why 500 is a, you know, an amazing batting average, you know? So I, I don't know. It's just, I, the things I hear on the baseball field would be considered child abuse, in my opinion, some of the things. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen some of the most beautiful things on the baseball field, Yeah, the way things people come together. So I think it's important that we just keep perspective. Sure. And, and help out those because there are some families that really, really want to help their child, and their child is talented and gifted. I think it's important that we keep our eyes open and our hearts open that we can help each other you know we don't always have to go to the expensive tournaments that are always out of town we can play it within town yeah um and this by all means it, to, to kind of answer that question of what would i say to a parent with a kid that's showing interest in playing select sports of some kind i think the obvious question is can you afford it um the next is is it more important to you than it is the child but i would also strongly advise really taking a good look at these programs. And there's a lot of programs out there. If you're mm-hmm. in a major city, obviously you're going to have a lot more options. But really digging deep into some of these organizations, and there's more than one. You know, we live in a smallish town, but there's right. about five different organizations that we could be a part of. Ryder's first experience with Select Ball um, was positive. He was with this organization for what, two and a half years. And it was relatively inexperienced, uh, inexpensive. It was, yeah. It was awesome. They didn't charge a monthly due or anything. And it was good coaching. It was some daddy ball as well, but good coaching for the most part, but parents paid per tournament. Like you would buy your uniforms like everybody else at the beginning of the season. And then you would pay per tournament. So the coach would, have a tournament pop up and say, Hey guys, we have an opportunity to go play this. Uh, it's going to be about 30 bucks for everyone. Do y'all want to do it? So Mm -hmm. it kind of puts that decision-making in the parents' hands. So I don't want to deter people from playing travel baseball by saying it's expensive and it's a big dose of capitalism and you shouldn't do it. Um, obviously our kid is doing it just saying there's different options out there for different folks and you don't have to spend $15,000 a year for your kid to play select baseball. But I'm curious because like when I was growing up, the only select sport I knew of was soccer. Mm -hmm. It was a rec soccer, I think is what they called it. But it was a lot of traveling and those were the kids that were really, really good. That was when I was in middle school, high school. But I would be so interested to know um, if this is how it is across the board for all youth travel sports whether it's hockey whether it's um basketball football our kids don't play any of the select football or select basketball or um they're not good enough well we can i think we're spending enough i think we're good but um i'd just be interested to know and but it, it, it as long as it's making him happy and he's getting better um and we can make it work um it's cool yeah I love it. I mean, I look forward to it, but that's me. 
So it's still a lot of money. <laughs> we, it is so much just, money. It's stupid. Yeah, but it's it's important to him. We want to. But I still think this is ridiculous. Can we can we knock this crap <laughs> off and make it it's cheap again? It's ridiculous, but we're going to do it anyway. But again, we're a part of the problem. Like this is BS, and I'm about to just go. <laughs> so can we just make league cool again for? everyone amen to that all right well that's going to do it for our episode um pray with us if you want don't pray if you'd rather not that's quite all right please lead let's bow our heads dear heavenly father we thank you lord for giving us the opportunity to be parents we thank you lord for healthy children that are able to enjoy sports and we ask of you today father to please don't let us lose sight of what's important with these kids. And that's that the kids are learning valuable lessons and also having fun at the same time. Lord, help us not to make it about us, but to make it about them and glorifying you in everything that they do. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and watching The Purple House. Have courage and be kind. We'll see you next time. Thank you.